All right, so this is the very first episode of, what are we calling this now? The Beer Side. The Beer Side. I keep thinking we got that your side and we got our side, which is the beer side. So this is a little bit of uh, giving somebody or giving whoever's listening out there right now a little bit of an insight into what it takes to be on the other side of the bar, what we call like the inside the brewery. I guess I should start by introducing myself. I'm Brandon Richter. I own Richter Aleworks with my partner in crime, April, who's already finished her podcast and now it's our turn and now uh, we're sitting in my brewery right now i can't watch football because i'm back to the tv so i don't know what the score is but we're starting this podcast to kind of give people a little bit of insight what it's like to be on the other side of the industry um what it's like to start a, and run a brewery so i had a few friends in here and uh, people that i've met either through the bar or through the brewing industry or uh just friends of friends but we become really good buddies and everybody helps us out um so in front of me here i got my buddy joe hello he's the uh handsome newly single firefighter lady so uh <laughs> you're not supposed to say that yeah he'll be he'll oh i'm sorry but by the time this comes up it'll okay he, kevin i wanted can, to kevin end him on that yeah some <laughs> of you might care. have met him usually he's a bar regular here and he's usually the guy who's helping me pour beer at all the beer fests and to my left here i've got our uh our engineer and guy who fixes everything for me because i don't know what i'm doing is uh kevin kevin's a really good friend of ours neighbor um social drinker uh i mean social we're we're way beyond that he's my yeah he's my most my partner in crime and uh and drinking see here i'm rambling i'm trying to introduce you guys and you guys aren't (laughs) introducing yourselves yet so say hi kevin hello everyone um yeah i'm as brandon was saying you know i'm i'm more of the drinking side not i'm not really in the industry i do other things you know like software um i'm going to be editing the podcast um handling the server that kind of thing so i'm good at drinking beer whereas you know brandon's more about the making of the beer so (laughs) yeah i do have to sell it sometimes and i try to beat kevin on my uh untapped because he's really good at it and i'm not (laughs) (laughs) you still got to get joe on there I don't even know what it is. <laughs> so, I'm just a local alcoholic coming in, getting beer. Perfect. That's, that works, too. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're getting better at it, too. So that works for me. So um, so we're gonna, what we're going to do is we try to come with some outlines and what we're going to be talking about in the upcoming episodes. But one of the things we want to look at is um, you know, how it is giving you guys beer, what it's like making the beer, what it's like coming up uh, with recipes and and making these beers and tapping these beers and getting them on tap and getting them out there in the public to, uh, for you guys to enjoy. And uh, I don't know, should I be calling you guys or or them? I don't know. We'll figure this out. This is new, so forgive me. Um, it's all right. That's okay. And then what we're also going to do is uh, Joe here has uh, decided to uh, go on his own little enjoyment is starting his own company. And part of the thing, and so we're we're gonna do is we're gonna document his uh, journey to start his uh, his own kettle corn company here over the next uh, who knows how long it's gonna take. It could take, I hope it doesn't take years like a brewery does. Oh, I want like weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so did, so does every brewery. Every brewery high speed, owner. low drag, high speed, low drag, <laughs> speed and intensity. Okay, we'll see how that goes. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to bring in other people, a lot of my friends, other business owners, and a lot of brewery owners, brewery industry people, sales reps, uh, brewers. We're going to bring them in and let them give their opinions of what it's like being on the other side of the bar. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of drinking um, because that's what we do. 
but we also want to give you guys an insight and give you uh, a little bit of what it's like to live in our world. And don't be jealous because sometimes it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but running a business, working 60, 70 hours a week, it, it takes its toll. So it may look like we're having a lot of fun. It may look like we're partying all the time. But, man, it is a lot of work. And for me personally, I want to give you guys a little bit of that insight of what it's like to do it. It's been two years for us now. Uh, we're in Peoria, Arizona, suburb of uh, Phoenix, um, basic big metropolitan area. I think we're one of uh, three breweries in Peoria. Um, but, you know, it's growing out here. We're still the west side of, of the valley, which is a little bit behind the times, but we're getting there. But I'm born and raised, and this is why I wanted to, to start our brewery. Um, it, it took us, man, I keep saying five years, but we just celebrated our second year anniversary last weekend. So it's actually been seven years now, and it... It, it's flown by, but man, it seems like it's dragged. It took forever to get open. It took forever to uh, get this thing up and running, but uh, we're growing. We're growing at a pretty good rate. We're pretty proud of what we've been able to pull off. We've met some great people. Um, we've made some good beer. I mean, we've made some great beer, too. People really like it. I don't want to be uh, arrogant about anything like that, but I'm really <laughs> happy with a lot of this stuff we're doing. Well, you as the beer drinker, I can jump in at this moment. Like, yes, please do. You had, you had kind of a... A batch that came out all at once. There was Criminal Damage, and then you had uh, Mind the Gap and Cloud of Judgment. I think some of those were collabs. And then once those came out all together, then you kind of circled back around and had License to Pale that came out. So you can kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I like, uh, I like to make balanced beers. I like to make beers that are maybe a little bit different than the, the typical, you know, to, to scale, or not to scale, to a style. I'm a malty guy. I like English-style beer, and I really enjoy a good malt balance in a, in a beer. So a lot of my beers are like that. But this last one for our anniversary, we wanted to come up with something a little bit easier to drink, a little bit uh, slammable, I guess you want to call it. So we had a uh, uh, – I, I don't say I asked a lot of people at the bar, like, what are you guys looking for? And a pale ale was kind of that kind of that thing that people wanted. So that's what we went with. And uh, it turned out really well. Um, of course, I'm my own worst critic. I'm always thinking about you know what I should have done or what I could change about it the next time. But people seem to really like it. They're saying it's one of our best beers, if not the best beer that's come out of here so far. So we're pretty happy with it. Um, but that's another example of uh, what it what it's like being on this side of the bar is that sometimes there's a lot of beers I want to make. Sometimes uh, I was like, this is the beer I'm in the mood for. This is the beer I'm going to make. This is the beer I'm going to like. But in the end, I'm running a business, so I got to make sure that I make a beer that our customers are going to like. I've been pretty good about it. I mean, there are a couple up there that I made just for me. People do like them, but uh, every so often I do have to definitely make a beer that people are going to really want to gravitate towards and have you know two or three and really enjoy. I'm still waiting for my beer. It's it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's one about of the things. About a year and a half now. It's no big deal. That's true, huh? <laughs> I, oh, I feel so Which one are you looking that. for? I can't give the name out because we don't want it to get stolen. Well, yeah, but what what type of beer is it? Like a chocolate porter or a stout, something good like that. Maybe some oh, coffee in it. Yeah. Is it going to have the same meaning now with the name? Oh, yeah, definitely, even more so. Okay, all right, <laughs> then I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, that will definitely get in there. Uh, Joe is not shy, and he's not a, not a guy who shies away from hard work, so I'll be in the brewery, and he shows up, and before I know he's shoving up my mash tun or squeegeeing the floor or Help me take out the trash, but he's always here and doing it. So, yeah, we've got a, a recipe that we worked on. We were going to brew about, I don't know, a year ago. We still haven't got to it. I kept saying this winter. But now we're coming up on uh, on Beer Week here in Arizona. So I've got to start getting all my beers lined up for Beer Week and, and for the Strong Beer Fest. And 
so that's the next one coming up um is the one we did last year which is our um, our hot fuzz our apricot saison and it's been the most popular beer that's kind of the beer that gave us a little bit of notoriety at first uh i don't even like it i don't drink it i'm not a saison guy i made it for my wife she wanted it and to date that is by far our most popular beer every day somebody comes in and asks for it so it's about time i make it again i'm gonna make that we'll debut it at uh the strong beer fest which is what february 9th mm-hmm. yeah february 9th you can come by and say say hi to joe he'll be pouring there i'll be there as well we'll have some uh other customers and guests helping us out too but that's, I don't know, that's another reason why, you know, it's, uh, it's important to make beer that people like because in the end, I still have to sell this stuff. I can't drink it all myself, even though I try sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So excuse me while I drink a beer. Yeah. So then, like, the thing that I liked about the criminal damage, you were mentioning, like, the malty. Um, it's nice because it starts off with a really big IPA taste, and then you have another sip of it, and you're like, oh, there's a little bit of maltiness here. It, it kind of it balances out. It's not just... You know, so many big IPAs just get more bitter, more bitter. The more you drink of it, more bitter, you know. And this starts off with the bitterness, and then it gets, like, nicely balanced with the malt. So so how did you, I don't know, how did, how did you come up with that, really, I guess? You know, it's funny. I'm a creative guy by nature, and I like to, I'm not a big cook, but I like to, like, every so often, just like, I wonder what I can make with this stuff. So as I sit down to work with a recipe, I kind of, you know, we got some we got some formulas and we've got some you know software that helps me keep track of what I'm going to make and things like that. So I, I just type in different things and I I go through all the malts I've got and I kind of think what would this do? What would this do? What would this do? And I just kind of start blending them together, running some running some numbers and seeing where it would turn out. And I have an idea of what I want the beer to be. And by the time I'm done with my recipe, I should get it really close. In the end, you know, we'll we'll see how it turns out, but. We've had really good success of everything turning around to be kind of what I was shooting for. Again, I'm my own worst critic, so I'm always thinking, I should have done this. I should change this. And that's how Criminal Damage came about because originally it was Criminal Mischief, um, our, one of our first IPAs. People loved that beer, uh, but it wasn't exactly where we wanted it to be. So they asked me to, everybody kept asking to make it again. So I went ahead and started with that. And being me, I started tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking, and finally I got it to this, and I was like, well, now this is too far to be criminal mischief again. So I was like, well, next in this little criminal series, I guess, would be criminal damage, and that's how that one came about. But it turned out pretty nice, even though you're not drinking it right now, Kevin. Uh, actually, I am. Put those slices of pale. Oh yeah, yeah. See, yeah, I had yeah. I had criminal damage earlier. Right, that's our producer. He's probably like really drunk right now, and so yeah, who knows how is, the quality is going to turn out. Now. <laughs> this is my third one, so I had I had the uh, the hop hop knob first, and then criminal damage. The hop snob. Hop snob. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> He's hop drunk. snob, and then criminal damage, and now the pale. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you're getting there. Joe, uh, Joe's been partaking, but you're empty right now. I've been drinking all day, so... You need to call, you need to call your nephew to have him bring you another one. Yeah, that would require work. I don't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the other things I like to do here at the brewery is... Um, it took it took a long time for it to get open. And I live vicariously through a lot of other breweries and a lot of brewery owners. And I was you know, I was in the first wave of, of some breweries opening up about 45 years ago, and I didn't make it. And then I was in the next wave of a bunch of breweries opening about three, four years ago, didn't make it. And it took me a while to get there. But what happened was is I became friends with a lot of these guys, some really good friends. And 
I was able to bounce ideas and and learn from their mistakes and what they went through and then, and to, to try to make it a little bit easier for me. And when we opened, uh, we opened with this microbrewery license, so it allows me to make our own beer and sell our own beer, but also allowed me to sell guest beer of beer in Arizona. So everything we do here is all Arizona-based. All we do is Arizona beers. And it's important for me because I am a product of this, of this state. Um, I'm born and raised less than 10 miles from where our brewery is. And so it's important for me to keep all our beers local. Um, I really go out of my way to to find some specialty beers and find some different beers that you're not going to really get anywhere. But, you know, I'm sure you, you can get them. I mean, I usually can get them at the breweries. But um, I really try to find some of those beers that uh, are a little bit different that I think our client base will like. Um, most of our clients in here are the locals. They all live in this neighborhood around us, and that's pretty cool. I loved the, uh, the vibe in England where everybody had their own neighborhood bar. And that's kind of what I wanted to. I, I tried to fight the whole, uh, you know, giant, you know, what do we call the megaplex of uh, strip mall. Yeah. yeah. And so I, f- I was lucky to find a small enough one, and it feels like we're tucked away in a neighborhood. There's good and bad with that. Um, but in the end, it's, it's pretty cool for us because we know everybody who comes in here. On any given night, we know everybody's name. Um, even on busy nights, we're slammed. We know just about everybody's name in there. My son, honestly, he basically runs the bar for me. Um, he uh, he's much better at it than I am. So, but you know, but we try. But that's one of the cool things about what we were able to do is we really were able to accomplish uh, what we set out to do is be that cool neighborhood bar, and uh, that's why we've got a lot of good good friends. And we're going to start bringing some of the people on here in some of these future podcasts because they want to come in. Um, a lot of them uh, really, you know, helped us along the way, and they're they're big fans, big supporters of us, and we love that. Um, but also what we're going to do with this podcast is to relate it to a lot of these other people who have businesses and what it was like for them starting up and what it's like for them running a, a business. Um, there's always good. There's always bad. But to give a little bit of the insight into it, because I know there's a lot of people out there, they're homebrewing in their garage and want to start a brewery. I mean, I was one of them. But to give that uh, what, it, what it really is like. You know, I hope that's a little bit of difference, a little bit of insight that I know it's kind of difficult to get. I remember when I was in brewing school trying to talk to some of these people and getting no replies back, and it was, it was disheartening. Um, so I'm pretty much an open book. I, uh, I talk to everybody who comes across the bar. I help them the best I can. Um, obviously, I can help some more than others. Uh, I get a lot of people in here that say they're going to do it, and a very, very small percentage of people who you can tell are really going to do it. And I, it, when those people... I'm, I'm, I'll do anything I can to help them. Um, and so that's what I want to do. I want to I give people some advice, some hope, uh, give them a real picture of what it's like, but not just pertaining to the, the beer part of it, but also to the, um, you know, just the everyday world of it, what it's really like to put your balls out there, what it's like to uh, get away from that, that safe paycheck every weekend to put in what it really takes to start and run your own, your own business. I almost said brewery, but whether it's a brewery or it's a, some okay. other form of business. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, it's definitely you need some uh, you need some internal guts to do that, and it's not for everybody. But you know, for me, I think they call it cojones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say internal testitude. I don't know what else called. Yeah, I like cojones better. Ask Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Ask Kevin. He's a smart one out here. Uh, not right now. I'm on my okay. third day. <laughs> <laughs> internal fortitude. I think there, is what there you were looking see, for. I knew it was, I knew it was fortitude. Something. I wear a helmet to work, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a, 
I don't have to do that. But, but, yeah. So, but yeah, I think you're succeeding on the, the neighborhood bar kind of angle because, I mean, we were talking to some friends uh, the other night. They were in here for a celebration, and they, they can walk here from their house, and they walked home when they were done, you know? Yeah, we'd so. be so lucky. Like, so many of those other areas and parts of the country where, yeah, they can walk everywhere they go. They can ride everywhere they go on mass transit or a bike. Arizona has an urban sprawl problem, especially where we're at. We're way out in the suburbs, and you really got to walk here if you live in the neighborhood, you know, or you can ride your bike. For me, I'm about five miles away from home, and it's it's hot. So sometimes I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I want to get home. I don't want. I don't want to ride my bike here. You're not gonna dick around with all that nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But man, I love going to other cities and uh, seeing how they got so many breweries and people living upstairs in apartments be- above them or you know below them or next to them. It's so much fun. It's so cool. I wish we had that vibe here, but we don't yet. We're getting maybe like downtown or some of those areas. Um, but yeah, but the people that come in, you know. Good. However they get here, as long as they get home safe, that's 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 my number one priority, I guess. So we make sure we everybody gets out of here okay. Yeah. So, so take a drink, and while you're drinking, think about why'd you even start this process? What made you want to be a brewer? Oh man, getting drunk. Yeah. No. Um, I've been on several podcasts before, and if you've done some research, you might have heard my story. And I don't want to get into it all today, but. Uh, I grew up in a family-run business, and uh, being an entrepreneur was always something I wanted to do and I kind of figured I would do, but I, I wouldn't say I got trapped in it, but I, I kind of did. I, I, went to, I started working full-time a week after I graduated from high school, went to college full-time as well at the same time, and I was into it. I was making good money, um, but it, it was just never what I really thought I wanted to do. Um, I started off a design major at ASU. Um, and then I slowly worked my way into law, and ultimately I wanted to be an attorney. But I couldn't do it by the time I graduated from ASU um, because, go Devils, because uh, <laughs> because uh, I had to, uh, by then I had, a, I had a baby, I had a mortgage, I was married, and I had a, I had a business, so I couldn't, uh, well, it wasn't my business, working for my father's business, but I, I couldn't do it. So we just plugged along, but then all of a sudden the economic crunch hit. And uh, it was miserable for everybody. And I was stuck in a, in a job I just hated. And I just realized I didn't want to do it anymore. And we're in the process of kind of losing everything. And, and I just realized I just wanted to be happy. I just wanted to have a future where I was going to be happy. I didn't want to be miserable anymore. And from our adventures in traveling, I fell in love with beer. And it was a day. Um, we have one of our guests sitting at the bar right now. And she's actually going to Brussels. And that's where it kind of started for me. We were at the the Brewers Guild in Brussels, and we ended up just drinking there, drinking, 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 drinking. We were there for over three hours, and with our with our good friends. And I was like, I want to do this. And everything sounds great when you're drunk. Everybody wants to do whatever. You got the most ambition when you're drunk, and that's kind of how it started. And I came home, and uh, it kind of stuck with me a little bit. I came home, and it, I I signed up for brewing school, and it all just started from there. I mean, I'll, we'll we'll talk about that. I mean, I can make a whole two-hour episode of my journey on that, but we'll get there eventually. But that's kind of the gist of it. It was just, you know, I wanted to do something for myself. I did not want to uh, be miserable and be stuck with some, you know, asshole yelling at me about stupid shit all the time and working for the man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So, isn't that, isn't that why you're doing it? We're doing what? Starting your start, drinking? Starting your own thing. <laughs> that just numbs the pain. I'm drinking and, the numb the pain. There you go. Suppress the feelings. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bury it all deep inside. But I think everybody has a little bit of that uh, entre- entrepreneurial spirit inside them. Everybody wants to be, you know, their own boss, wants to start their own company. But man, it really takes a leap of faith to to do it, to really go for it. It's like you said, you got to put your balls out there. Yeah, exactly. And I th- I don't think a lot of people have it. A lot of people do. Fortunately, I'm one of them, and I'm not dissing people who don't. I understand it. They've got responsibilities. We've got some people who come in here. They've got a great job. They make a lot of money. They might not be happy, but they've got something on the side, but they just can't pull that trigger, and I don't blame them. There's, there's something easy about having that steady paycheck every week. But for me, it was uh, I was just at that spot where I almost had nothing to lose at that point. I'm just like, I've got to go for it. It's now or never, and I never wanted to get to that point where I wish I could have. I wish I did. I did not want to do that. Because even if, if it didn't work out, you know, five years ago or a year ago or even today, I never wanted to get back and think, damn, I wish I could have. Because I'm so happy I did. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work. But, man, it's a lot of fun. I'm happy you did, too, because it's a lot of good beer. <laughs> I'm happy I'm yeah. too. Yeah. You're really happy right now. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of good times at this place in the last two years, that's, that's for sure. That's true. We're going to have a lot more. We're going to have a lot more so, coming up. Yeah. It's, it's always a good time here, isn't it? That's Yo, one thing that yeah. we, uh, we don't seem to not have a good time here. You know what's funny is I come in here, we hang out and everything, and I really don't know too much about you. <laughs> so you should probably like talk right now and just He's fill me in Kevin. about you. Yeah, obviously Kevin. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So yeah, my wife Joy and I, you know, we bring in we bring the kids in here like almost every Friday night. Um, sometimes Joy has to leave early because she plays tennis. Full disclosure: it's a family environment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we've got you know we've got our soon-to-be seven-year-old daughter and our fifteen-year-old son. They come and they hang out. And, you know, after about 15 minutes after they eat, they're just like, yeah, we just want to get on our phones. But they, you know, they put their headphones on. They hang out in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Joy and I kind of get up and walk around the room. And we've met, we've met probably 30, 40 people here. And so now we walk in and we're like, oh, hey, there's, you know, we have a whole list of people that it's like, oh, we can go talk to all these people. And we just met them from just being here. And... It's just it's just a lot of fun, and we bring you know friends here, and they hang out and have a good time, and they're like, "Wow, this is a really nice place to just hang out and drink beer," and you know. Yeah, you guys are always bringing games in here and playing and hanging out. I don't yeah, even know that's true you're too. Yeah, we'll play uh, we'll play Sheep's Head, which is a game, card game from Milwaukee, or we'll play Cribbage or or whatever you know. So, but yeah, I'm jealous. I'm always behind the bar. I never get to play any games. <laughs> I don't even know how to play any of those games. So. I'm like Rudolph. Yeah. Nobody let me play. <laughs> Honestly, a bunch of the times I'm like, uh, I kind of feel guilty. I need to go ask Brandon to pour me another beer. <laughs> Just rub it in. Rub yeah. I'm not the in. only one. But, <laughs> yeah, see, but yeah. it's all fun and games behind the bar, being a brewery owner. Yep. Somebody else has to play games, and I get to pour them beer. But <laughs> yeah, it's good. Exactly. When I go to Kevin's house, he pours me beer, so I'm not complaining. That's, a That's true. Trip. That's true, yeah. Sometimes you guys get to come over, and, and I'll pour you beers or make you drinks. So, but... <laughs> So let's hear about Joe. He's an asshole. Yeah, I know. Nobody says that anymore. Oh, yeah. People kind of know me a little bit better now. Uh, What do you want to (laughs) know? Let's let's hear about you, Joe. Come on. Well, I'm Joe. We're in the trust tree right now. (laughs) I'm from Blythe. I'm probably the only person you'll ever meet from Blythe, California. That's true. Wow. Um, Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) One person got out. It was me. (laughs) I don't know what happened to the rest of them. Uh, My story is pretty simple. I... 
Shit, this is the first time I haven't been able to talk. I'm kind of nervous. Now. I know, this is someone like you. <laughs> you shouldn't, I've never seen you remotely nervous before. Saw me way fucking off. It's Just okay. Drink We're more. okay. We're okay. He's <laughs> touching my hand, making me feel better. <laughs> so, basically, my story is I'm from Blythe. I came out here. It's going to be like 21 years now. Started off in the automotive field and never really was a big drinker. All my friends that have known me a long time, you talked to them and I was the guy drinking Bud Light and when I put limes in it that made it fancy Ew. so a lot of Bud Light and lime drinking in my day mm-hmm. until I finally met the craft beer and I can't even talk about that I'm an alcoholic but whatever <laughs> so starting the car business got done with that and I wanted to become a, a public servant so lo and behold here I am today god damn I can't believe I can't talk right now this is fucking throwing me off <laughs> shit <laughs> You're going to get to know and love Joe. He is by far the most charismatic and funniest guy we have come in here on a uh, daily you can't basis. can tell right now. <laughs> he, um, he brings a smile to everybody's face in here, and no matter who you are, he will make you blush. Uh, yeah. Like Maybe I other right than now. Missy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Joe is uh, Joe's a firefighter. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hype you a little bit. Joe's there a firefighter. He's a, he's a teacher. He teaches the community college. He's these young kids who decide that they want to be like him because who wouldn't? You know? <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's already tricked my son into into going there too, so he's ready to go start being a fireman too. So we'll see how that works out. Eh, it's better than the other one that wants to be a cop. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a whole other story. Ugh. Not that I don't respect the profession. No, uh, for oh, sure. Man. I mean, that's another interesting thing. We have a lot of firemen and a lot of police officers coming here, so we are absolutely. Uh, I don't want to say. Oh, we're like public servant friendly or whatever, but no, but it's, we love the fact that we have a lot of these officers and police and, um, and firefighters who come in here. We think it's great. Um, we're actually going to be starting like a wall here for, we want people to bring them their helmets with the different logos on them. Nice. Yeah. So we're going to start putting that up. That yeah. just shows the common denominator. We're a bunch of alcoholics that like this. Yeah. Our feelings. <laughs> well, just carry them deep inside with the, with the beer. Yeah, those are very difficult, stressful jobs. I mean, you know, there a lot of shit goes We're down. Very with those gentle, jobs, guys. You know? When you come in, so. oh, you know what? The funny, the fucked up thing that I see personally is the community that I work in. We have guys that were World War II veterans. There's these veterans that are just badass fucking dudes that have these shadow boxes and pictures that just show who they were, and then you walk in and they need your help, and they can't get up or they're on the ground and they're so weak. I mean. Not trying to be too fucked up, but it makes you want to put a fucking bullet in your head to see how they are. <laughs> so you gotta, you, sorry, you gotta drink to make it better. Oh man, this yeah. Is like a, Not to hard. make it sound too fucked up, but yeah. it is a rewarding profession. I love what I do, and being able to help people out is by far and away the best thing. And it's opened me up in my eyes to so many things that I never, ever in my wildest dreams would have thought of as a young kid growing up in Blythe. So. That's another thing I think is cool about it, kind of like with my story a little bit, is that, you know, I mean, just forgive me for telling a little bit of your story. It's just, you know, (laughs) Joe and I talk a lot while he's in here, but he was making some good money working at a dealership. And for him to give that up to go into a uh, almost a a thankless job to, you know, helping other people for less money, I always thought was was pretty damn cool. I was making about a, I make about a third of what I was making when I first started off. Yeah, but but you're more happy now. (laughs) Oh, fucking A, I'm way happy. Yeah, we should have called this, you know, Quit Your Job and Be Happy podcast. That would have been fun. <laughs> well, it goes yeah, down exactly. to Come the on, whole. Kevin, you can do it instead of getting s- fired every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I had a remote manager 
for a while. He didn't actually understand what I was doing. He didn't know that I was carrying the whole team. And so they, the mandate came down. Everyone needs to lay one person off on their team. So since he was living in another city, he didn't know. He picked me. <laughs> I hope he regretted that decision. <laughs> well, yeah, he got called out on it. Uh, that's a whole story. But literally, I, I walked out to the, the parking garage, and another, another manager in actually locally was like, what's going on here? He goes, I want Kevin on my team. And so I was, I was unemployed for th- three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking first world problems right there. Bro. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But then there was a town hall after the same day and several of several people who had worked with me was like, they stood up and they said, look, you know, letting Kevin go was stupid. <laughs> And the guy who let me go was sitting right there. And his face, <laughs> apparently his face turned red. And then right after that, another guy, the guy who put down the mandate of everyone needs to let someone go, said, oh, well, turns out Kevin's coming back on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you were the bell of the ball after that. Yeah, so so it was it was uh, interesting. But, yeah, I, I'm a software engineer, so I'm... You know, I I work a job that's it's enjoyable for me. I'm I'm that kind of person. I like to write code and type on the computer, and it's in demand. So I'm very fortunate in that respect. But so that's why I you know I'm also the person who can edit the podcast and and set up a server and all that kind of that kind of stuff. Thank God, because I don't know how to do this. <laughs> so if you have Chinese any complaints, right now. <laughs> send it to Kevin. Chinese. Yeah, we gotta we gotta set up your email address. So it's gonna be Kevin at thebeerside dot com. Yep. Yeah. So send your send your complaints to him or or ideas or if you're a if you're a badass guy in some brewing industry or some cool job, yeah, we'd love to talk to you. Maybe we'll see how that goes. I don't know how to Skype people in unless you live in town, but that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of easy. But yeah, yeah but Kevin handles that, that stuff. Yeah, we can set that up. We can have okay. guests over the internet. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be um, we're gonna be bringing people in. We'll have we'll have a lot of guests uh, people in here sometimes. Uh, we got a lot of people. Um, Casey, a friend of ours, was going to join us tonight, but he was up at a brew fest in Flagstaff, and who's lying? He was drinking at a bar, and uh, he got he got <laughs> wrapped up in the in the football game, so he didn't make it back in time. But he might join us next week. We'll see how it goes. We have got a couple other people who really want to do this, so we're going to cycle them in and out and see how it goes. And then uh, we got a lot of fun guests coming up, so I'm kind of excited of you know and about where this thing's going to go. I'll work on pulling my head out of my ass yeah, and actually contributing yeah. to this whole thing. Maybe six beers instead <laughs> of eight fine. next time. Uh, I got to drink six good beers. <laughs> Stop drinking at shitholes. Yeah, it was uh, funny. You were asking me what beers I was drinking. I couldn't even remember. I was like, I'm only on my third one, and I messed up the names of the first two. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I guess I know how you feel, Joe, because I, I was like, whoa, I'm on the spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, what I do is just natural and flows, and this is just not natural. It's yeah, a lot harder than you think it is. This should be so natural to you. You stand oh. in front of a bunch of wide-eyed kids that teach me, Joe, teach me how to be a firefighter, and you I tell them, them to shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna, she's going to show up and listen to me here. So maybe yeah. we'll have an episode where you just teach us about like fire safety. <laughs> yeah. Don't do stupid shit. There you go. That sums it up right there. I can remember that. If it wasn't no, for geez. stupid people, I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> With all due respect, let's throw that out there right now so that way I don't get in trouble. We won't mention right. the department I work for. Okay, yeah, I won't do that either. I can't Maybe even remember edit what out it's my called. last name. Yeah. <laughs> we'll edit my I, last name out on the earlier part of this. Yeah, I haven't said that either. Yeah, that's going to be one of the things oh, we're going to have to. I was like, fuck. 
I called you Joe. I didn't say anything else. You said my last name. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin will yeah, I, I can cut it out. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Cut that out. You can leave the rest I in, keep wanting to say what Kevin out. does, too, but I was like, oh, I don't want to get him in trouble because he gives me a hookup sometimes, and I don't want to get him in trouble. Yeah. No, it'll be fine. Okay. So. Um, yeah. That would be one of the things that's going to be kind of interesting in doing this, too, is that um, you know, we're not going to be the type of podcast where we're going to get a six pack and we're going to sit here and talk about this specialty rare beer we that somebody shipped us from back east somewhere and you know and stroke it and tell you it's the best beer in the world and haha we got it and you didn't that's not what we're about yeah because the best beer is here yeah of course see so you don't have exactly. to go very far for it oh, yeah, but what we're going to do is uh we're going to drink beer we're going to drink a lot of local beer we'll talk about that beer how much we like it and there'll probably be a lot of uh, breweries and a lot of beer that we like more than others but again it's all of our opinion but we're not here to bash that. We're here to kind of educate you guys and talk about what it's like doing this on a daily basis and what it's like drinking beer and what it's like to, uh, to live by the brewer's code. Some do more than others, but what it's like to uh, drink beer from other breweries and like beer from other breweries and it's that rare occasion uh, not like beer from other breweries. I've Can I ask more... what the brewer's code is? <laughs> Don't talk shit about last, other breweries. Last time I checked, there's some fucked up shit that happened. There, so. <laughs> there is, you know. Uh, I, it's it's funny that the, God, that's another topic. I have to write that one down. But one of these things is oh, that's that, a uh, two hour episode itself. God, I've been going for weeks about that one. <laughs> Yeah, but just the biggest code is don't talk shit about other breweries. Uh, it seems to be a, a, a code that a lot of breweries live by, but there are a, a lot that, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's there's a few that seem to, to don't. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot that everybody's got kind of a, a little bit of a beef with somebody else. So their drama's their drama, our drama's dr- our drama, other people's is theirs. Um, so, But we're going to try to abide by that, me more than anybody else. So it's not going to be about bashing these beers. It's not going to be about propping these beers up more than anybody else's. It's going to be about drinking this beer, talking about this beer, and talking to that person what they did to make that beer, or what they did to make their brewery to make that beer, and what, it, what it's like to deal with the people who love their beer, to deal with the people who don't like their beer, the people who go on Yelp and talk shit about they came into their, into their establishment and they didn't like the IPAs. And uh, therefore, they gave them one star. But these people don't like IPs. You know how they respond to that kind of stuff? Because this mm-hmm. is something. If you're if you're a business owner, you've got to deal with Yelp. If you're a business owner, you're going to deal with all these companies calling and constantly soliciting you to to fix these bad replies or to you know help you improve your customer relations. It's that's a whole other animal in itself. But what it's about is drinking good beer, talking to some good friends, and giving you guys an insight into. You know what it's like from our perspective. Um, we, we're going to love to hear the other perspective sometimes, but more of this is going to be about. Uh, I want to say giving advice is the wrong way to say it because this is just my opinion and this is just your personal experiences. Exactly, yeah, it's and more right like or insight. wrong insight yeah. rather than yeah, right or wrong, yeah. good or bad. I, I'm sure I do a lot of things right. And I'm sure I do a lot of things wrong, but this this works for us. But we're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing, and. Uh, because of uh, because of customers and good friends and other brewery owners, we've been really lucky to uh, slowly evolve, and we're and we're constantly evolving. We're going to be evolving for next for the next year or two or three or five years, and we'll see how it goes. But that's what we're going to do in the process of setting up our website. But in the meantime, we're we're going to have Instagram. We'll set up our emails. We'll set up a Twitter. We'll set up all that kind of crap on Facebook. So if you guys have topics or maybe even a little input. We're big grown men. We can handle the, We can handle it, good or bad. I don't know. I'm a little sensitive sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You can do we'll it. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Don't hurt so. my heart. Yeah, so that way uh, 
you guys can keep up to up to date with what we're going to be doing and when our podcasts go live. Um, where's where are we going to be uploading them to? Do you know? Um, well, it'd be thebeerside dot com. I mean, we're putting this going to be on iTunes or where's it going to be? Yeah, it'll be in iTunes, the directory. But if uh, at first, just go to thebeerside dot com and you'll you'll there'll be a link to the RSS feed there. So. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So of course, Kevin's going to handle all that kind of <laughs> shit for us. So yeah.